We're we're listening to WWVU FM in Morgantown. Morgantown. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. The Don Plitzawide era begins this season for Mountaineer women's basketball. Hear all the play-by-play here on U92. Here's Dean Saltines driving down low, looking for the whip. Count it! And the foul! Oh, what a bucket! Tie game with the free throw to go! Coverage of every single home game for Mountaineer women's basketball with pregame coverage beginning 30 minutes before tip-off here on 91.7 FM, U92 The Moose. WWVU-FM, Morgantown. Baseball season is back on U92. Catch every home game on 91.7 with coverage starting a half an hour before first pitch. you got to put the ball in play. 0-2. He does put, does put play. Bear down the right field line. One run is in. Two runs are in. Abernathy being waved home. There is no throw at the plate. It's a double from Dane Leonard. A three-run double. With great non-conference series against the likes of Penn State, Xavier, Pitt, and Marshall, you do not want to miss this season. Smith ready. The 1-2. Swing and a miss again. Smith gets out of it. He inherits two runners and no outs and strands both of them at second and third. Join the sports staff as they cover the Mountaineers series for the Big 12 Conference this spring, right here on U92 with the Moose. That's the ball game. West Virginia takes down number 18, Texas in Morgantown. It's now time to beat the clock on U92 The Moose. Talking sports for the next two hours. Here's the team. Welcome in. It's Beat the Clock. Good Lord, was it hard to do that today, fellas. And Anissa. Well, some people follow how much water to put in their mac and cheese. Others don't. Six all right? cups? I feel like that's a lot for one measly box. What are you going to do? I don't know. Call Kraft and tell them. I'm not I the one who made the box. <laughs> I, can't say the, I can't say the full saying on air. Good lord. 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 I'm positive. That positive kind of, that sounded, kind of sounded a little negative. negative. It's America. It's America. American dream. American dream, baby. I don't, I don't smile. But I, but, I feel but, like you should be able to dream as many things as you want. Things things you, want, want you, know? you know? I'm very sore this I'm very, very sore It's that time. Welcome in. It's Friday, everybody. Woohoo. Everybody seems just. Uh, I'm w- w- happy to be here. We'll just go with that. Hey, I'm feeling good. Uh, well, good for you. We don't need all that energy yet. It's not the 8 a.m. Brian, sm- Brian smiles back. I'm smiling. I'm back. It's going to yeah, be Yeah, Brian's here. Mounts is here. Tanski, are you good? He, yeah, he's here. Anise is here. Okay, cool. Uh, welcome. All right. <laughs> we got a lot of different things we're going to get into today. Mostly basketball stuff, though, as 
It's March, so oh, it's, it's, it's most it's wonderful time. time of the year. Yeah, it's a it's exciting. So, so uh, exciting. We got conference tournaments next week right here on U ninety two. The men's and women's teams here from West Virginia will be in Kansas City. Both will be on the airwaves of U ninety two. You can listen to the men on your FM dial at ninety one point seven. It will not be on the online stream, but if you're in the car driving around, make sure you tune in. And the women will be on the stream, like always, uh, if you listen to them online. If the games are somehow at the same time, the women will just be online and not on the radio, but the men will just be on the radio, like I already said. It's a little confusing. Uh, If you need to get some more information, it will be out on the social media next week in the event of that happening. But uh, besides that, uh, we have to get through tomorrow first anyway, which is a big Saturday in the Big 12. Uh, we can really quickly talk about what happened, because there was no sports night this week on uh, Monday night for West Virginia. Uh, pretty pretty good. And then Wednesday was good for the women as well. So two wins this week, right? Not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, we can start with the men, then we can go to the women if you guys want to. And then we can uh, look at tomorrow, and that will lead into our other kind of promo we're doing with Tanner Mounts and his bracketology. He's the bracketologist this year at U92, so that's good. Uh, We'll preview his stuff, and then you will be able to check it out on the U92 website and on our social media platforms uh, as well. So the West Virginia men, they get the win on Monday out in Ames. They split the Kansas trip uh, and... That Kansas one kind of hurt Lawrence. We talked about that all day on Monday. But then Monday night, they, they win another really close game, 72-69 to 69 in Ames. Uh, anybody can start. Somebody take it. Yeah, I mean, it I, I it definitely wasn't a must win, but it was a you better win. It's kind of what was at stake for West Virginia there, especially uh, having the lead that they that they did, playing the way that they did. I mean, that's that stretch was rough. That stretch for Iowa State, it just it seemed like West Virginia had given up. You know, they let their emotions get out of hand. Uh, the Trey Mitchell scuffle and all of that, which it's very interesting to see how we got five free throws out of that. But it was or we got five points out of it because we got the ball back. But that was the right. They released why that happened, and that is why. Did you guys see why? No. So it went by. Um, so technical foul. You get the ball back. Um, oh, wait, yeah, after know. and it goes by whichever one occurred last after play happened. So since um, the Iowa State player came in and shoved Trey Mitchell, then ball would go to the team that uh, did like to the other team that committed the uh, technical foul last. So since they came in and shoved him, we got the ball able to make both free throws. When they missed both of theirs, hit the three as a five point swing out of us creating a scuffle. But I'll take it. I mean. Got us back into it, and then uh, that was one of the, gr- the the grittiest games I've ever seen out of this West Virginia team. Yeah, I was wait- I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Um, being able to come back oh, like Jesus. that, it was. <laughs> Why did you not know what you were saying? No, I didn't look over at her, and then I did, and now I regret it. Anissa's doing it. the gritty, sitting down in her chair. Oh my god. Well, good thing it wasn't in the Coliseum. Uh, you can't hear her because her microphone's not in front of her, so you all are probably better off than we are. 
But uh, no, I agree with you. I think it was a pretty gritty game. Shout out, shout out to Emmett Matthews. That was yeah, he played great. Definitely his yeah, yeah. Um, his best being thrown in at center. Yeah, and you said something too on Friday. Um, We'll get the other guys and the Nissan here too. But where I mean that lineup they were running at the end was really interesting. I thought I so when they threw it out there for the first couple minutes, like I sent a text saying like I'd like to see this group more, like what they brought, and then he stuck with it. And clearly, like, it, it was Joe. It was Emmett. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't a lineup that he threw out thinking like, okay, let's just see what happens. Like, what happened? He had to have in the back of his mind. It created, uh, you know, being in the double bonus. It created. It put big men on guards going small ball like that. What right. usually happens when you have bigs guarding guards? Fouls. They are very easy to draw fouls. What do we do? We are, we get to the free throw line. Draw that lead. Also. You know, we were letting up three-point shot for three-point shot. Ball screens were absolutely killing the team. You put a bunch of guards out there, you can just switch everything. We were able to take threes away, kind of double down in the post, take that away. Um, so they, they they struggled while we were able to get to the line. It might not have been the best offensive group out there. You look at, you know, uh, Kobe Johnson was out there. Kedrian Johnson not having – I don't think he had the best offensive night, did he? He did. Yeah. Um, but – being able to get to the line, like that was the big thing for the Mountaineers with that that lineup. That was that was Bob Huggins, I think, at his finest because that wasn't just a lineup of okay, you know, you know, taking taking Stevenson out late like that. That was a that was a bold move and it paid off. Yeah, yeah, you saw the players after the game too. They all seemed pretty happy about it. Uh, Brian or Sean, what did you think of the game? Um, obviously similar to what Mounts was saying, but for the Mountaineers, I mean, Joe Tisson after the unfortunate events that took place at the end of the Kansas game where he didn't, you know, make the greatest decision and whatnot, but he had, uh, he had a big game for the Mountaineers on uh, on Monday night. He was 8 for 8 from the foul line, but other than that, he was just making smart plays. I think there was I think there was one play where he was dribbling it on the perimeter and then he hit Emmett Matthews for like a backdoor cut for a dunk, which mm-hmm. was a momentum swinger because I th- I, th- I think – That was for the lead, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think I, – I could be mistaken, but I think the shot clock was running down too. I'm not 100% sure on that, but that was – he just – it was good to see him have a big game. Um, and then, I mean, Seth Wilson hit like a ridiculous three. I just That was just a really tough shot. Um, and then Kobe Johnson had that big end one. So, like, the, the, the bench really stepped up and made momentum swing, swinging plays. And, you know, when you're one of your better players in Trey Mitchell get ejected, obviously it's not predicted. Nobody knows that's going to happen. But the players on the on the floor produced well, and obviously they squeaked this one out, which is a, a big win and uh, good for their, uh, you know, March Madness resume. Yeah, no, I agree. My biggest takeaway was uh, the way Joe Toussaint played as well. Uh, 19 points on 4 for 6 from the field and 3 from 5 from 3, and, of course, making all of his free throws. A very efficient night. And he also grabbed seven boards and had three assists. And it's all coming off the bench. He played 25 minutes total. Uh, and, again, especially after you know the unfortunate end to the Kansas game, uh, he rebounded in a big way. Um, it was a big spark for him. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, the Kansas game, that was one play in that game. That doesn't make or break it. You know, everybody always likes to point to those because they're the last play of the game. But I, I don't put that loss on Joe Toussaint. I, I don't. Well, there were a lot of people, like, on Twitter, you know, Twitter Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I understand. I'm just, yeah. About Joe. And yeah. then, like, if you were listening to um, the video that WVU Basketball posted, like, you can hear, like, Seth Wilson going, you know, they said that I don't lock up, you know, I lock up, I play defense. Like, they, yeah, no, they you know, pay attention. No, like, <laughs> and then you have, you know, other people on, you know, Twitter who are like, you know, everybody needs to apologize to Joe Toussaint because 
you know, I think people are getting to a point in the season where things are coming down to the wire. And when something goes wrong, like Kansas, when it's a one-possession game that can make or break them, people want to point the finger. And it got put on Joe Toussaint, and then Joe bounced back. And that's all you can really ask for. I know um, I stayed up and watched the entire game, which I normally don't do sometimes when it's, you know, 9 p.m. tip-off. Yeah, um, it was, I mean, it's it was a little the rough. worst. Like that game ended at midnight. Yeah, it was. Yeah, after all the, we all had the fouls you know, too. Yeah, and we, you know, we had beat the clock that morning. I didn't go home and sleep or anything like you guys always do. I, I don't. You don't. No. Brian, you do. Okay. Yeah, Mounts, you do. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, um, Tansky does. But you know, you're listening to it, and um, the commentators were talking about the bracketology in West Virginia. And they're like, oh, you know, we don't think West Virginia will be in trouble if they lose this. And then they eventually were like, oh, we just had Joe Lenardi call in, and he said that if West Virginia loses, they're not out of March Madness, and they're pretty good. So I just thought that was pretty funny that everybody's so focused on West Virginia right now because it's just one of those teams that you really want to be in. They are one of the more intriguing bubble teams when it comes to, you know, who they've played, the teams that they've beaten. Nobody wants to see them in March, which is why I think the focus is on West Virginia so much when it comes to the bubble, because a lot of teams, like, they haven't earned more than an 11 seed, 10 seed quite yet, which is, you know, upsetting some people. But skill-wise, they're way better than that seed that they're going to get, which is why teams don't want to see them. There's so much focus on West Virginia. I think it also comes down to conference. And, like, you know, we've been saying all year, Big 12 and – is one of the most, if not the most competitive conference ever to exist. And you have, you know, Pitt fans who are complaining that, you know, West Virginia, you know, this and that. But it's just, it's funny because, you know, West Virginia had one of the toughest schedules. Like, no competition, one of the toughest schedules. And they, everybody thought they were going to get demolished. And they have been able to float Albeit, I thought they were sinking at times. They've been able to float, so they've been doing good. Yeah, and you know, uh, some of our West Virginia friends on Twitter, you should not be happy that Pitt lost to Notre Dame. That makes us look worse. Yeah. Like, legitimately, it makes West, West Virginia, Virginia look, look worse. Don't don't be happy. I mean, it's funny. Don't get me wrong. It's funny as hell, but don't 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 be rooting for them to lose. You can't. Uh, I, I root for them to lose come tournament time. I, no, I, yeah, I, I don't know if you guys saw it, but uh, one of the brackets I saw had West Virginia and Pitt playing again in the yeah, first round it. in Columbus. Yeah. That wouldn't be too bad. Uh, we would definitely go to that. That'd one. be a that'd be a full first round game. Yeah, it would because both teams are that's driving distance for both teams. Oh well, yeah, it'd be. I mean, in Columbus where there's both of those fan yes, bases. I mean, they're not dominant or anything, but they're. There's enough. That'd be one of the, probably the fuller first round games for sure. Yeah, I mean they, they wouldn't do that because they've already played once in the regular season. They try to avoid that if they can for the most part, at least in the first round. They say they don't, but they do. Yeah, so uh, it makes predicting the bracket so hard. Right, and, and yeah, I don't know, um, but no, that game. I mean, as a team, they shot forty four percent from the floor too. Like that's one of their better shooting nights overall, thirty three percent from three. They didn't really shoot it as much as sometimes we've seen them do. Um, but 82% at the line, that's the big difference, I mean, yep. from from early on in the year. So you can tell that Hugs has made those adjustments that he felt necessary. Uh, they got K-State tomorrow on senior day. 
here uh, at the Coliseum at 2 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. So there's that. Um, the women, on the other hand, they won this week on Wednesday night in their final home game. They will be in Waco tomorrow playing the Baylor Bears, who just beat Texas. So uh, Baylor's, Baylor's hot right now. They've been playing really good. And uh, it's not going to be an easy one, although they have beat this Baylor team. Uh, They're they 18-10 and 10 now. West Virginia is 9-8 and eight in the conference. Um, and 13-2 and two at home is what they finished, which is just incredible. And I asked Coach P about that after the game. And, you know, she, she was – I said, well, I didn't ask her about how it was playing at home. I asked her, you have 18 wins, and you've won 13 of those games at home. What does that mean for you going into Kansas City next week and the postseason thereafter? And, you know, she said, we're going to have to be able to create our own energy and that sort of thing and all, you know, kind of coach speak. But that's definitely something to look at. You know, 2-7 and seven on the road is not great. 3-1 and one in neutral site games, though, and so that's what Kansas City will be. And uh, if they make the NCAA tournament, the first two rounds go to the higher seeds, like home place to host. West Virginia definitely won't be hosting. Um but, you know, maybe they could get somewhere close like Ohio State or something like that because Ohio State, I think, is a four seed. I don't know. That's just one that I know is close that could potentially happen, uh, which wouldn't be too bad. But they beat the Oklahoma State Cowgirls in another close game, uh, but they split with them then on the series. Uh, and, again, they're in Waco tomorrow. 71-67 was the win, and the girls played really good, I thought, uh, for most of the game, there were a couple stretches where you know they have that sort of empty possession after empty possession drought, uh, but they forced that the other way too, and usually that's how it goes. So that's definitely a good thing. And the other thing I wanted to point out before I let you guys take it over was the fact that Madison Smith, um, she had a good day. Uh, two of four from beyond the arc, 22 points, uh, hitting eight of 14 from the floor, incredibly efficient. Four of six at the free throw line. In her last game at the Coliseum in her five years she was here, she went and sang all the country roads and then kissed the flying WV right there at half court. You could tell it meant a ton to her. Um, and she played 38 of 40 minutes, too. So she was not coming out of that one. Uh, but they're going to need her tomorrow. And I asked uh, JJ and Isis came out after the game and talked to the media. And I asked them if they were going to have the legs to play day in and day out next week and in the postseason if they can get there. And they said, oh, yeah, we're ready. Uh, so that they, they're confident right now, which is definitely a good thing. And it's the best time of the year to be confident for sure. Yeah, uh, obviously, you know, Tanner, we were calling the game. But uh, obviously, you know, Madison Smith and J.J. Crinley had very good games, and they're going to get a lot of the credit. But I also wanted to talk about Kai Watson. Um, she made, she didn't score the first three quarters, and I believe in like the last couple minutes, she, she hit, scored the winner. Yeah, she had that tough layup, and then she also had two big free throws, and then she also made that game winning, the game saving steal, I should say. Um, and she just made some big plays down the stretch for the Mountaineers, and obviously Isis Bay had a big game. I think she, I believe she fouled out. Um, yeah, but she 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 had some you know very good. Uh, no, she I, I, no, she did she did foul out. I don't know why it says. No, I think they took her out. No, no, she, she fouled definitely out. fouled out. Yeah, that's wrong in the box score, I guess. Yeah, because I just remember. Yeah, it says. I, yeah, I yeah, saw it, it says, says four, four fouls, too, but, but no, she definitely fouled out with about four minutes to yeah. go. Yeah, I thought she fouled out too. Like then I looked. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. No, I, I got four. you. Yeah, no, that the computer's. Just yeah, wrong. but yeah, I, she just made some 
big plays, got some second chance points, and just big rebounds. And um, you know, it was good to see her have a big game. And uh, overall, you know, Oklahoma State's a team that scores a lot of points, and the Mountaineers are a team that is one of the better, def- one of the the second best defensive team in the Big Twelve. So it was definitely a good matchup to see, just a fun basketball game to watch. And West Virginia made enough plays to win the basketball game. And uh, overall, definitely, you know, got to be promising for a team that's about to play Baylor and then get ready for the Kansas City trip. Yeah, no, it was definitely, uh, you know, I was doing pre-half post here. It was an interesting game to watch because I was I wanted to know how they would respond after another close win that they had earlier. And, you know, for this one, it first quarter was sort of following uh, – the script that the first game had uh, when these two teams played, where Oklahoma State just and West Virginia, West Virginia would, you know, be down a few, uh, about six or, or so, and it looked like they were closing the gap. They were never quite able to do it, uh, but they were able to, and it started with the third quarter, and you know that's a quarter that you know has been heavily criticized because that seems where they like to go on these droughts or they didn't adjust to um, the adjustments their opponent would make. They had a great game. And, uh, you know, like you were saying, Tanner, uh, cool story and a cool ending uh, to Madison Smith's uh, career here at West Virginia uh, over her last two games. I know um, she had a big night here. And then, you know, of course, on her senior night, she had another great game. So just really cool to see. Yeah, no, I agree. Madison, so I was supposed to be doing pre-half posts in the studio, and I ended up getting last-minute text saying, hey, I need you to come do photos for the women's game. So, of course, I'm going to jump at that. Um, getting to watch the last women's game on on courtside was pretty pretty good. I mean, there were a few moments there where I was getting a little nervous. I was really hoping that they would be able to pull it out like they did. Um, last game, they kind of needed this as well to continue their momentum into March, just like the men. And they were able to, you know, we can wax poetic about Isis Bay all day. She's been such an integral part of this team ever since, I think, the last Iowa State game in, like, mid-February when Coach P started using her more. And she started showing that she is a really key component with this Mountaineer team because she wasn't getting that much playing time at the beginning of the season. And then as, you know, it kind of went on, you know, players were getting injured. You needed people to step up. Isis Bay stepped up, and she has shown that she should be, you know, a continuous part of this Mountaineer team coming into March and then going into next season as well. Um, you know, Tanner was saying Madison Smith had that great game. And it's, you know, it's kind of getting, like, emotional watching Madison Smith because she gives her everything when she plays. And you can tell that she is a Mountaineer at heart and she will always hold this place in her heart, you know, in such a special way. And I'm just saying if she doesn't, you know, get her number retired or do something where she has her picture up on those Coliseum walls, I'm be a little mad because she has shown that she earned it. Yeah, I, I think she definitely at some point will be up on the walls or have something for her. But, you know, my, my, my takeaway watching this Mountaineer team at home many times this season was if you were to watch every game I think individually there's a lot of times where you could point out okay the other team just didn't make shots uh the other team had open looks didn't make shots and I think you hear that uh, I know like the games that I was at Baylor coach said we just didn't make shots Kansas State we just or yeah it was Kansas State said we just didn't make shots 
not Kansas State. Uh, it was it was a TCU. The Iowa other one. State. Which one did I call with you? Iowa State. Now, which one did I call with you? Iowa State. Was it Iowa State? Yes. <laughs> I guess I called Iowa State. You've done Iowa State. All I know is both. Yeah, in those two games, both coaches <laughs> talked about how they didn't make shots, and I've I've seen it in a bunch of other press conferences. At some point, it's no longer like a coincidence. Like. There's right. a reason teams don't shoot well against the Mountain No, Bears, I mean, and yeah, it's... West Virginia is the number one defense against the three ball in the Big 12, and I think they're, you know, number two over. Uh, yeah, no, I know they're number two overall defensively as it goes, but, you know, they're not a team that out-rebounds you either, the Mountaineers yeah. or not, but they force you to take bad shots, and you miss them. Well, that's yeah. the... And, and the times that it's so hard to get open ones, that, that and that plays a mental factor of when you finally do get that open shot, when you finally do get an open shot, like that's in your head. Like, why am I so open? Like, I, this hasn't been like right. this all and, night, and, and, and that that plays a factor when you can't get into any kind of rhythm. When you finally do get that open shot, like you have you have no rhythm. So, like, it's tough to make shots against the Mountaineers. Yes, do teams miss open ones that they should make? Yeah, but playing the way that the Mountaineers do for seventy, eighty percent of those shots, those twenty percent that are open are a lot more difficult than you think. Yeah, you know, um, I've realized watching these games that the Mountaineers do a really good job at frustrating their opponents. And that leads to, you know, missed shots, poor passes, you know, just really sloppy turnovers. And I think that's something that's been overlooked this year that we really haven't touched upon that much, that the Mountaineers frustrate their opponents. And that kind of leads to them getting ahead, you know, going on those – runs where you know they're 15 and 0 and the other team you know like Kansas State the game that Sean and I called West Virginia went on a 15-0 run and then you know you can see Kansas State you know they called that they called a timeout somewhere around there they were trying to you know rein it back in and even in the press conference afterwards Kansas State coach Jeff Mitty was saying you know we I had to call that timeout I had to get them back in control of the game because you know it just looked like they weren't put together out there, and you could see that from anywhere. You know, if you were sitting in the Coliseum watching that game, if you were at home watching that game, you could just see that West Virginia unravels these teams, and it's actually a pretty good thing. And I hope that they continue to do it if they get a chance in March. Yeah, that was a big win. That puts them. Uh, ESPN hasn't released their updated one, but CBS is, has them now as the second to last team in the tournament. Um, they're right there. They are. They're flirting with that line too. So, just like the men's team, it's. Do you think the Baylor game is like a necessity for the women? Yeah. Yeah. They, they absolutely cannot get blown out. If they get blown out, they're done. Well, like if it was like a close game, like a two possession game, and they lose, then they, they would still need to win one or two. I think in Kansas City, uh, beating, if, they, if they lose to Baylor, they have to win I mean, one or two. Even though they'll have a bye. Most likely at this point, we're going to talk about all that after we take the first break uh, here in a couple minutes. But, uh, I mean, they said it's a must-win. The girls did. and hey, I mean, yeah, you have you No, know, I know, but, like, they've already beaten this team once anyway, too. But to go beat them on the road as well after yes. they just beat a Texas team, I mean... If it, they win, it, they're I in. don't think it would kill them if they didn't, but if they do win it, they're it in. helps them so much that it's, like... I mean, that's a quad one win on the road. I this think, late in the year, sometimes those are hard to find. I think it's similar to what uh, you said, Tanner, about uh, 
how the men's team played versus Iowa State, like where it's not a must win, but it was sort of like a can't lose situation. Yeah. I think that's a similar situation that the girls find themselves in when they play Baylor. Yeah, like I wouldn't say that they're officially out if they lose to Baylor, but it would make things yeah, it, a lot tougher. Like, right. You, you, the mindset of it's a must win for the girls is let's not even have to worry about like right. Let's win. Let's get in. Let's not worry about it at all. That's, and then go to Kansas City with house money. Yes. Uh, where you don't have that same amount of pressure. Obviously, you want to go win. Uh, but I wanted to give you guys two other examples really quickly of something that you touched on, Mounts, and you, Anissa. Um, as far as, you know, just playing great defense against really good teams, you know, we can look at both Texas Tech games where Breamber Scott was held to almost nothing in the first half, and she's one of the, I think, top five scorers in the league. And, you know, they've done that to a lot of other teams too. And you're exactly right. You know, coaches after the game, they say, you know, you know we beat ourselves tonight or, or things of that nature, you know. And sometimes, you know, these other teams are injured. Iowa State was missing their best girl when they were here. But you got to play without with who's on the floor, and you know we've seen games without Madison Smith this year, uh, and West Virginia does struggle, and obviously you know that is what it is. Um, but then as far as frustrating the opponents, uh, Anissa, you know we saw J.C. Hoyt take a technical foul on Saturday, and uh, she was, was a little yeah. fired up post game. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw it. Um, I can. I, see I don't know if a fine is coming from the Big Twelve. Really? Because uh, somebody asked her, I'm not going to say who, uh, about that technical foul, and she took a pause where you know she was thinking about, am I going to do this or not? And she did it, and she said you know, things like, uh, the league is soft, uh, we're getting softer, and all of these things. She didn't say anything about the refs, so that's where I think the fine won't come. But she was saying some pretty fair things. She said that she screamed, let's go black, and was clapping her hands, and the official teed her up after she'd been yelling so, at him. Yeah, sitting sitting down on the court, it did look like – so she was she, – I mean, she was right there by the official she was, So she was going at the official pretty hard, and they did the thing where, like, all right, stop, like, yeah. last warning, all of that. And then I think – Yeah, she said she got her warning, yelled, let's go black, and got I think up. it was – Basically, she, she wasn't talking to the ref, but basically, like what she yelled was, "Play through." Basically, right. saying, "Oh no, know, no, I get it." It, it was still yeah. sending. It wasn't talking to the ref, but it was sending a message. Like that's where I was a little confused by yeah, what but, happened. I mean, it was but, such a t- quick T too. Yeah. I mean, like, but also you know, it was like the thing is, it was such like a close game. It was a pretty clean call. Yeah, game I, I, I don't think that that should have been called. Yeah, there. and it was just a competitive. It was because it was really yeah, I mean, now not, you know, know, we don't know if what she was saying was actually true. I haven't seen a report about it. Like you know, the league usually uh, releases like an official thing about a technical foul, like a, uh, if it was the right call or not or whatever. And I wouldn't have called it there. I mean. She she had a right to be frustrated. Some of those calls were really interesting, right? We saw Isis Bay get a couple fouls where she definitely got the ball uh, and not really, you know. Now, I'm not going to say she didn't whack the one girl in the face, and that should have probably been a technical foul, too. Flagrant, yeah. Yeah, or flagrant either one. I mean, she got her with the elbow the one time right there on the side. And, you know, Isis has got a lot of size on a lot of these girls as far as height goes, and she's still just whacking them around in the face. You know, that's, that's one of the only things that, you know, her game – could really really improve that because yeah that body control yeah, yeah I, underneath I mean she was she was really good on on yeah. Saturday and, and you know not everything went in but 
she made a couple of those backdoor cuts, and you were like, you, you, you could see what she could be, and it, it's terrific. And she was, you know, saying that after the game, that's what she's been doing all year in practice. So yeah. I'm really happy to see her, her getting a lot more playing time. Too. Her ability to put the ball in the bucket, too, is huge for the Mountaineers. When, I mean, yeah, yeah. They, they, it's almost guaranteed they, two every time she's within Yeah, two they teams. struggle to shoot around the rim at times. Um, and she's been one that consistently, her and uh, Blackston over her left shoulder are Two, like it's two of the most unstoppable moves for the Mountaineers. Like Isis Bay getting it down low and Blackston going over her left shoulder. You can just basically mark in two points. It's been great for West Virginia. Did you notice um, when they kind of got into that little like scuffle? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. I what I heard, no uh, fouls were issued. Yeah, but um, they're, you, got, they're, you got some insider info or something? Well, what? I heard the referee said that both of them were warned for um, jawing at each other. I don't know who it was. I think Hemingway, Jayla Hemingway. Yeah, it was, was definitely yeah. Hemingway because Hemingway got she's, fouled she's and acted little, like she yeah. took an and one and yeah, stared that. her down. And then the other girl said something. I forget who it was. I think it was was it fourteen. Was that? Uh, yeah. Then they got in each other's uh, face. Collins, and... I think. Yeah, I think or something like that. Yeah, yeah um, they replayed it on the big board. Yeah, no, I mean you could definitely. I thought it would have been on Hemingway if they called any kind of foul. Yeah, but because like, it's not like she like if you make that okay, fine. But it didn't go in, and like obviously that's a big part of her game is just driving down in the paint and taking fouls because she gets fouled almost every single time, and it's a big energizer for the team. But that one didn't go in, and she looked at her. And then I, it looked like Hemingway turned back around, said something else, and mm-hmm. then Collins started jawing at her because Collins was like, "I mean, yeah, you didn't make the bucket; it was a good foul, right?" Yeah. But uh, you know that that's okay. Um, I just thought it was no, it was funny. I mean, but that's a big thing about this team. You know, Hemingway's somebody that can be that energizer and definitely has been at times this year. Uh, one of the other things too, real quick on the uh, the women before we take a break here in a couple seconds is um, every coach comes in here and. Every single game I've been to, it's been asked, and I'm sure that you've noticed it's been asked too because the same media member asks every time. Every coach says they don't want to play against J.J. and Maddie. And, you know, Hoyt said the same thing on Saturday. She thinks they're not only two of the best. She thinks they're the two best in the league, but not only in the league, two of the best in the entire country just because of what they can do at both ends of the floor. You know, they might not, you know, I mean, they have nights where they do, produced just so efficient like Maddie on Saturday was so effective offensively right and she was kind of slow to start but then she just started shooting it and it was just going in she she I mean it was really crazy it was was the first quarter where she started with that crazy off post over the shoulder like air hook shot start the game off the backboard in and then that's the last shot the first quarter too she hits it from the right side and the left side and um you know Every coach has said that that's come in here. Vic Schaefer said it, the head coach of Texas. Hoyt said it. You know, I I, I know that they said that in the Kansas State game, right? You yeah. said that on Monday, Anissa, where um, – Yeah. W- what's the K-State coach's name? It's uh, Jeff Mitty. Mitty, yeah. yeah he you, said he was happy that uh... – she's graduating. He's like, I ought to send her a card because <laughs> he doesn't want to play her anymore. Specifically Madison Smith, yeah. Yeah, but – can you blame coaches? Like, no, no. And, and Fennelly at Iowa State definitely said that, too. Like, they just, you know, watching them, they are just so dynamic. J.J. and Madison. Even when, like, J.J. has her off nights where she's not scoring in double digits, she still is able to help the team produce. And, you know, I think it goes, like, both ways. You know, if she can't produce herself, she helps the team. And, you know, Madison just always produces. I think they said this was, like, her fifth game in a row in double digits or like 
above 20. Somewhere above, somewhere there. So if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about, you know, Madison Smith and JJ right now, I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah, and, and the other thing, too, is the scoring has just been up from this team the last couple games. Take the Texas game out of there. That one in Austin's a throwaway. You know, you have a game like that every year almost, no matter who you are. And you look at it, you know, they go down, they score 68 in Lubbock. Obviously, that was the crazy double overtime lost. I mean, and, you know, that is what it is. But they score 67 on Saturday, 71 on Wednesday. Uh, You know, they get the 62-60 to real tight win against Kansas. They beat Iowa State 73-60. to They score, I mean... You know, this is a team where, when you look at the averages, they're usually in the lower 60s as far as offensive numbers and defensive numbers. They hold teams to that number, so it's not that big of a deal. But, you know, 10 more points a night's a huge difference a lot of the time. And if you're still holding teams to lower scores like they are, then that's really going to bode well for this team. So if they're able to be more effective and efficient, which they have been for sure the last two games, now's the time to do so, and that can bode well for you as well. Yeah, not only have they been more efficient, but they're getting themselves more chances. You know, they're forcing more turnovers. Uh, they had eight all, or that's uh, yeah, eight offensive rebounds against Oklahoma State. Like it, it just gives you the ability to get more shots up. And for a team that doesn't shoot the ball that well, the more shots that you can get up, the better. So I mean, it's been the combination of the two. I think they're finishing around the basket and they're getting more shots up, and it's it, it's working out. Yeah, no, I, I just wanted to go back to what we were talking about before with just real quick about Madison Smith and J.J. Quinterly. I think why coaches respect them so much is a lot of it is on the defensive end because, yeah, you know they're going to do their own thing on offense. They're going to score. They're going to get other teammates involved. But if they're defensively, if they're offensively, if they're torching you and then also defensively they're containing your better players, that's a tough matchup for any team in the country. So I think that's what makes this West Virginia backcourt so special. And I also, you know, it's more than just them to the other players have stepped up throughout the season. But like that, what makes them two as special as they are, I think is on the defensive end because offensively they're going to, they're going to score. That's what they do. Definitely. And even on the off nights, JJ has from a scoring perspective or, you know, she doesn't have the most efficient night. You know, she still has to play a ton because her defense is just Mm -hmm. so valuable to this team. And she's so versatile in that, um, I really credit her as well as, you know, she's an aggressive player, and sometimes that leads to fouls because, you know, she's had her fouling problems. But I feel like as of late, she's really, uh, you know, matured in that aspect and still knows what, like, can, like, pick and choose when she could, like, flip that switch on to when she could be, you know, a real menace on the court. Yeah, and I know that it was disappointing for you guys that there was not another Sarah Bates this weekend, but uh, we did get a uh, Danny Nichols buzzer yet again. At the end of a quarter, yeah, and yeah. that was asked about after the game as well. And uh, Coach P said, "You know, we drew up the play, and Danny just said, yeah, okay, that's fine.' And, and then she goes out there and hits it again. And um, you know, it wasn't quite the buzzer buzzer beater. There was yeah. about a second left, yeah. but I mean, it was. Uh, you just didn't get the horn with it, which for some reason just makes it feel a little." cooler or something i guess because it was still a great shot and it went in um but that's been cool to see the last couple games danny nichols hitting one right before the buzzer mounts what did, what are you drinking out there mounts just rolled away yeah, to the out to the really, lobby like, what is going on to take a drink what are you drinking out there is my it? coffee i just yeah. I, you know, okay I what you put in it is it just black coffee no it has a little bit of the vanilla creamer in it okay any sugar nope okay what what kind of like breakfast blend what are we doing here oh uh, i think it's uh maxwell just maxwell Original Bun Coffee. Oh, Jesus. 
Okay. It's cheap. I no, no, I understand. Yeah. It's nice. I've had the same thing since the start of the year. Yeah, there like you the, go. That's not, yeah, I've, had, I've had the big uh, Starbucks one from Sam's Club or Costco or whatever. Yeah, it was like four bucks for the thing. Yeah, no, Max, I mean, the last. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the other thing, too, I wanted to make sure we mentioned was that all of us worked the game this week, and that was pretty cool. I think that's one of the first time, besides Mounts. He was there. He was there. Mounts was there. I saw and, him smiling. From yeah, the other side no, of the we saw him smiling. But yeah. then, you know, they too. yeah they started playing mountain music, <laughs> and we saw him singing mountain music. Yeah, that's absolutely. Voice from the other side. And of the court, then you know the other one was the uh, dance cam at one of the oh, things. Yeah. Mounts was up there just no going way. crazy. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Brian. Brian no, pointed I it wasn't. out to me. Oh no, oh, yeah. You were. You yeah, were we we did live play by play of it on the air. Yeah. I hope you. I know never. That. I didn't. Maybe I was on the board, but I wasn't dancing. No, no, we. You were dancing. No, we you were dancing. We saw it. Yeah. We said it, so it's true. I think they're just pulling nice. their leg right um, now. However, I will say, not to my own horn, caught a t-shirt, gave it to one of the little girls that were sitting Wait there. Wait a minute. Oh, what a guy. I know. Thank Putting you. Putting smiles on kids' faces. Mal, Thank you. You're, you're a real a dude. Thank you. I know. Actually, the girl. Who, whose t-shirt you catch? Was it like one from Mary or one right at the beginning when they threw it was like out? It was like one of the cheerleaders. Like oh, okay. Okay. After yeah. a three. After a three. No, 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 no. It was like, like during a, one of the t-shirt toss, uh, like, say, yeah. Because um, the girls are throwing them out now, too, when they run out, it looked like. Yeah, Kyle, yeah. No, they were little basketballs. They were little is that basketballs. what the girls yeah. throw out, is a little basketball? Yeah. Okay. No, but the, I can't see that. The mom who's next to the girl I gave it to, she's thinking, oh, this is her first basketball game. Like, I was That's like, right. Man, what, 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 she's gonna I mean, grow up I was so proud of myself. In my hand, it felt like a massive shirt, and it was just like this, like, really young girl, but. It's definitely yeah. an XL. I mean, that's what they put a smile on people's yeah. faces. They're usually larges or extra larges. It's definitely so, yeah. a dress. She's wearing it as a dress to school tomorrow. Or yeah, probably. Monday. You're probably right. That's funny. That's good. Way right. to go, man. I felt good. I felt it's good. In style, the dress T-shirt. It's good. Is it? Yeah, like the T-shirt that goes like over your shorts, like longer than your shorts. I usually tuck those in, but all right. <laughs> well, the point is, you're supposed to have people go Again. up to you and be like, "Hey, are you wearing pants?" <laughs> we did. We, like. Style and you don't go together. The, wait till you see Kansas City. Wait till you see what I'm going to oh, be wearing. All of my stuff finest. actually does match. Okay. okay. Your suits, I'll give you that. They were fire. <laughs> you don't like, like the polos I have? I mean, they're all right. Mounts, he's going to bring... No, the one... I gave you your credit for the one the one day. I was like, that's cool polo, man. Thanks, I man. like that. I gave you your credit. Okay. He's bringing I'm not saying my everyday attire. I don't care about Kansas my everyday City. stuff. He's bringing what? His finest china. Yeah. Oh, and it'll be good. He's opening the um the hutch, and he's taking out the best suit. How long does it take you to get ready when you're again in a suit and stuff? In a suit? Yeah. I don't know, like 15 minutes. Yeah, it sounds better. Because I got to do the beard, like, actually for real. Like, obviously, this morning I touched it. Can you uh, Can you make a promise to everyone at Unite 2? What? That if one of the teams makes it to the championship game, you will, and we'll post it, we'll post it on our social media. <laughs> Wax the handlebar mustache. Oh yeah, that's when you call the game. That's right. fine. No, for the for so you want me to have it waxed up? And yes, curled. and it's got a curl to call the championship all game. Right. All right, I got to remember to pack that stuff to be able to do. <laughs> all right, all right. You better. You're promising it. Are you promising? Yeah, to no, the, I'll do that. Sure. All right, there you go. Sure, we have it there. I another reason, another reason to root on the Mountaineers. Different direction there, like making me shave or something. Why? You know, you I can't to, like, shave, shave because off? people, people in the athletics department wouldn't recognize me. I wouldn't get anything That's anymore. Not true. If they win, will you shave? If they win what? Big the Big Twelve. 12. If they win if either, either team. Them win the Big Twelve tournament. Yes. I don't know, man. Not only do you have to shave, but you have to shave and just keep like 
the no. mustache all the way down to the chin. <laughs> he had well, that I, I know, I did that. that I did well, it. then you're going to do it again. I had the Fu Manchu over the summer. But nothing in the middle. Like, literally just no, the I mustache. I, I literally had the yes. Fu Manchu over the summer. Yes, if they win, will you do that? I don't know. Yes. Uh, your beard needs yes. to touch up. Like, no, I know like it does. Drag. It'll grow longer if you cut the dead ends off. Yeah, I, I know. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank so then you. do it. Well, no, all right. Mounds so, went to cosmetology school. It, here's what happened, okay? So, you know, I'm a swimmer. My brother swam, swims now. And so I left my beard trimmer at home. And then, you know, for swimming, you got to shave your legs and stuff. So then Tucker took it and used it for that. So I just don't have one because I haven't bought a new one. Because I ain't using that on my face now. Uh, <laughs> and it's like dead anyway, because like your leg hair is a lot different as far as that goes. Like you, you, you three have never shaved. Your, I know Anissa probably has. Maybe what shaved your legs? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to assume. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, no, I don't know. Maybe but like, shave my legs. I, yeah. I, I, I've done. It is like one of the worst things to ever do. It sucks. It's you know what's horrible, even worse? but it's horrible too. But like when you start from how long my leg hair is, like it's even because you got to do it like five times. What's even worse is when you grow hair on your face as a girl and you have to shave it off like you're a man. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. That's even worse. Yeah, that probably it, does yeah that is the worst. I hate that. I would, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've rather shave my legs for yeah. the rest of my life, which I'm gonna probably do. I've shaved like around my knee. And that's like the hardest part, but I've only done, and that's a pain in the butt. Why'd you do that? Well, you have to do for one for surgery, and oh, then okay, two, okay. like in my uh, recovery from that, they used like KT tape, oh. and they're like, you better, like, you don't have to shave it, but oh, taking it. KT tape hurts. Yes, it taking it, it, it off. Yeah, right right like, off yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to shave it. So, like, twice I've shaved, actually, four times because I've had two surgeries. Like, I've had to shave my knee, and like, just the knee. Was a pain in the butt. Like it took like five, ten minutes just to do that part. <laughs> okay, that's a little excessive. Why did you still get it? Well, then? he's not used to it because he doesn't shave his face either. He's not to that point in his life yet. I feel hey. like if you gotten your legs <laughs> relaxed, out. it would have been so much easier. Dansky, just—I mean—he's got to shave that away. It'll grow in thicker and fuller. I'm just too lazy. Like, look, to I'm it. trying to train McQuillan over I there. I knew that was coming. At it. Hey, I told you, I'm Brian's, it Brian's coming. No, it's it's, it's hey, coming thanks, in Tansky. okay. Really? I, but I'm telling you that if you do it right, like uh, if you do what I'm telling you to do, but it'll work better. If you do keep, sh- if you keep shaving it, over like Sean's and over needs to be a little fuller yeah. on the sides. I, I think. I like it. I like. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it how up what where yours is. Well, yeah, but it, when I actually like take care of mine, it looks fine. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. I'm lazy. I don't care what I look like. No, that's not true. That is not true. That she is said weird. he looks like Tom Hanks Castaway. Yeah, She's not because Anissa so. never talks with the microphone. We gotta get another one in here. I think. Uh, I think they fixed Mike one though, so that was exciting. I was here yesterday for two and a half hours. Um, so you know how we usually have one case for the games, yeah. like one case of gear. Yeah, we gotta fly two of these things to Kansas mm-hmm. City. Took me, and, uh, and one of the advisors, Nick Kratz, is here. Took us. Like two hours yesterday to get all this gear separated and ready. It was awful. And, you know, now Brian's going to have to wheel around two cases at the airport because God knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can to carry, so I guess. I yeah, well, they're both on wheels. I made sure to take two that are on wheels. Uh, and also, exciting news for all of you we have a new way to set up the Comrex. So, good thing you all actually know how to do it the first time, right? Yeah. Yeah, way to go. What a staff I have here, man. Is it a better way? Yeah, it's better. Like, it, it works better and it sounds better and all of that stuff. It's like one different or two different plugs, maybe. So it's not that bad. 
but uh, it, it, it's nice. I think we'll have a much clearer sounding deal. Um, nice. Yeah, so that's good. Because, uh, you know, if they play at the same time and all this stuff, we have to have two boards and all this stuff out there, and then you guys have to have one here for baseball. And It's going to be a big week on U92 next week. We can maybe break some of that down for for the listeners, too, because I'm, I got it might be a bit confused. First baseball game, the home opener. Yeah, it's huge. And you're in charge of picking up the press passes. Don't mess that up, okay? Oh, boy. <laughs> I believe in your mouth. I think you can do it. Hey, I, I, I appreciate it. Make sure you take a valid have, photo ID. You just have to walk up there with your smile and be like, Hi, I'm picking my, up the press passes. My student ID works just fine. No, they they, they ask for like a legal ID, oh, usually. That's yeah. crazy. Oh. Which, which Until they know license you. are you going to pull out? I literally only have one. That's a that's a really funny joke. Wow. <laughs> Anissa loves to bring up like illegal and illicit things all the time. That's not true. I didn't mention anything illegal. Nothing was mentioned, was it? <laughs> well, maybe pointing at. I don't know. Having more than one driver's license <laughs> is illegal. What? You don't have a driver's license for West Virginia and then where you live? Like. <laughs> what a save. I mean, wow. Uh, Scott Sterling in the box right off the dome. <laughs> I like that reference, Dan. <laughs> hey, hey, look at that. You know, Brian doesn't know many things, but he knows <laughs> Scott Sterling. Okay. No, as far as pop culture, you don't you don't watch movies or TV, so you don't I ever watch get TV. a lot of that. I don't not watch What TV, TV show are you watching currently? Uh, I was a big Outer The Middle Banks. Guy back in the day. A big The Middle Guy back in the... I said currently, Brian. Oh, currently. That's <laughs> um, well, I was trying to... Just, I, I, I heard what you said. I was just trying to let it fly, but... Yeah, no, because currently, you know I'm right, damn it. Uh, uh, currently, I was a big middle guy back in the day. <laughs> I, like I'm making him smile. That's all that matters. Um, cur- currently, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I watch. You can't even I, think of one. I show watch all. I watch all American. That's old too. I don't think no, they the make that. No, currently. they do. They do. There's season five. I don't oh like that God. show. Tanner doesn't like that show, guys. I can't watch. Yo, it. Tanner, how do you make a mouse smile? God, you give him a cookie. No, by telling another cheesy joke. But I'm. Ch- <laughs> oh God, he did the drum noise. I got. It. <laughs> Look at that smile. A thousand words, man. Thousand oh, words. my God. <laughs> that was right off the dome. Dude. You that big just, middle guy back in the that's day, a great show. Mounts? Yeah, I, I liked it. It's a good show. I liked it. I like I'm it. a huge Modern Family guy. Yeah, I like Modern Family show. a lot I refuse to watch the last episode, though. Yeah, I, haven't, I, I, I can't even do the last season. I can't. Like, I wanted to see how it ended without seeing how it, like, without ending it, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I, I haven't. It's... That. Like that's gonna be that has to be like one of the saddest endings of a show. Just because, you know, like, Dylan especially and Haley, like they're gonna have the they already had the kids, right? And now they're gonna be yeah, yeah. Especially like our age, like for me, like that just like came on like when you'd be like watching TV. Like, so oh, it's no, almost like yeah. and like when it was still coming out. So it's almost like we literally like not to be emotional or anything like that. Or but it's like we grew up with that show. Like we yeah, grew up yeah. with the cast on that show. So like to see it. Hey, end, boy, can you like, name wow. one character from that show, Brian? <laughs> Uh, not off the, I haven't watched it since back in the day, man. <laughs> Just like the middle. <laughs> but he watches TV currently. I do watch TV. I, wa- I mean, <laughs> I'm just looking at you. You tell me. Right if- now, right now, you go home. You yeah. go home from the show. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm gonna throw on the TV. What are you putting on? Mm. Uh, Probably like a first take or something. Well, it, it can't be on like Netflix or anything. It has to be on, like online. No, 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 no. Fine. Oh, I watched um, One Tree Hill. Yeah, I, I, my sister. I, when I was, uh, I, I was, I was dealing with some. Uh, 
I was just sick over the summer. Yeah, and, uh, Brian got mono. Okay, that's not what I'm. Ta- that's not what I'm going at. And I had, I had a month and a half to myself because I couldn't get out of bed. So my sisters got me on One Tree Hill, and Tanner's laughing at me over here. Oh my god! So as I was saying, I had a month, oh like two god. months, to myself because I couldn't get out of bed. So I, I binge watched One Tree Hill. So the fact that Tanner is complaining that I brought up, yeah. in quotations, illegal and illicit things, and, then you say and he that. just aired out Brian's medical history. That's all good. Oh my I'm god! I'm pretty sure you violated. That, yeah, that's he's a little fine. Unfair. I'm fine. Yeah, wasn't fine, Tanner. So, okay. You know, you know, you know how you guys always you, wait. Hold on. You know the middle because we're talking about back in the day now. Apparently, <laughs> you know, you know the little kid brick on the middle. You know, how, yeah. you know how he has that bone disease and yeah. stuff. That's what I have. So know that I have the same thing as him. And when you bully me because I can't walk, well, you just, just bullied me for having a mono. That so. wasn't. I, just, <laughs> I, I was just saying. That you I mean, just, I just. I was saying I, was, I had an illness. I was. I, I was sick. I was an sick. illness. I was sick. That's what I meant to say. I'm sorry. We don't. We don't make fun of you for not being able to walk. We make okay. fun of you for how you walk. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Mouse is going at the game. I saw from across the corner, Mouse is going like this. <laughs> yeah, I know. You guys both saw it. I, I don't think I did actually see you that. You definitely I, I did. Saw it. I said, look, oh, I I said, look not, down here. I might have not noticed that that's what you were doing. No, I'm like... I'm I saw your reaction. Yeah, I was I was talking, <laughs> he saw my smiling. You know we're on radio. Nobody can see what you guys are doing. Maybe maybe you can put that on the U92 TikTok. The, just, think TikTok? Of, just think yeah. of the Fortnite dance where they, they move their arms back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Not the floss, though. The one right there. Yeah. It's all elbow. Elbow. Okay. (laughs) What? So accurate. (laughs) I'm proud of of myself for that one. Way to go, Brian. Really? Yeah, sure. Not really. I don't know. Um, All right. Let's hit a... Well, no. We'll just go to the top of the hour because we've got to hit a break then anyway at this point. What's up? I wanted to, before we go off basketball... Yeah, no. I mean, we're going to talk basketball for most of the next No, no. I want to talk about that Florida-Kentucky fight. The women. Oh yeah, that was. I mean, I, I didn't understand that. I don't I know how just, eight players get ejected mom, out of so it. So my mom called me, and she was like, "Oh my god, my mom doesn't watch sports besides baseball." She goes, "Did you see that fight?" She's like, "How were eight players ejected?" And I didn't read anything about Did it. Did they I come said, off the bench? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, but like, that's an automatic ejection. What I heard. It, it was so just, you had seven. They were players. pulling them apart. Here's. Yeah. Doesn't like, you can't come off the bench? No, that's I rule know, number but, one. But but. Like the I don't know her name, but she chucked the ball. Yeah, that's my thing. That that should have been. The I don't. Call. I don't. It was. It, it was. was. I don't. I don't yeah. support that at all. Throwing the ball at someone at all. However, she if, you, it, though, if right? you are going to do it from point blank range, you can't miss. Don't miss. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you're a either. basketball player. Yeah. No. No. She missed bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I get the coming off the bench thing. But if you're trying to pull them apart, which is all they were doing. Yeah, like, but here's the thing. So. If you start letting them do that, okay, we'll let you pull them apart. Then, well, the referees weren't doing anything about it. Well, okay, the the, the whole rule is in place so that okay, even if you are trying to help, the less bodies that are there, yeah, the no, easier it is. So you could say, okay, we won't. You can come onto the court as long as you don't do anything. Well, then, if they come onto the court and start doing things, right. then it's almost impossible to break up. Then you have a situation where it's like you, it's just going to go until they're done. Like there's nothing you can do about yeah. it. So I mean the the, the rules clearly state the moment you come off the bench you're ejected for the reason of like just don't come on. Well, that's the like court that's the part that my mom didn't get. She was like, I don't understand. She's like, they were pulling them apart. I said exact yeah. thing you come said. Come on, Anissa's mom. Come on. <laughs> I said it doesn't matter. That's I textbook. 
Yeah, it's textbook <laughs> that I just learned a few months ago. <laughs> um, I said, yeah, it happened in the West Virginia men's game. Yeah, yeah where um, that one. Yeah, ooh, Texas Tech. The one player yeah, from the other team. Mitchell got swung on and hit in the face a couple times, and nobody got ejected that time. But you know. Yeah, but there was one fight. He came where off the yeah. The player came, came off running the off the bench. He was the only one who was ejected. He got ejected. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah was I that remember. Tech? Yeah. But I told her she was like, I don't no, it wasn't. Tech at home, yes, it was. I don't think it was at home. No, no it was at home. N- oh, no, yes. because I don't remember seeing. I'm pretty uh, sure with it was Mark away. Adams after the game. Was that? Did I give one of you my press pass that day? No. I've only missed two home games. I don't think it was Tech. I was at Iowa State. So, no, I definitely missed Tech then. It, was Oklahoma, it wasn't Oklahoma State. Was it Oklahoma State? I think. Yeah, I thought it was, it was OSU. Oklahoma it might have been then. It might have been, actually. When was Tech here? But you were still at that game. I was still at Unless Tech. If it, was, it, was either, it was either Oklahoma State or Tech. No, I remember the Oklahoma State one because nobody even no, asked about I, that after the game. I was at the you tech were at the game. Tech. I was game. at the Tech game. Yeah, it happened at the Tech game. I don't remember seeing uh, Mark Adams. Right? Is that his name, Mark? No, it didn't. I was at the. No, it was definitely Oklahoma State. Yeah, I was at the Tech game. It didn't happen. I was there. I watched it on TV. It was Oklahoma State. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. It was Oklahoma State. I thought I was right because I watched it on TV and I was I, at the Tech. I, I, I remember being there yeah, for that. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's Fantastic. rule number one. It, we saw it. Colin Sexton, Alabama. Remember when they had to play? Three was, on five. And he had well, it was originally four on five, and then yeah. one of the players fouled out, and they played the last five minutes three on five. And they almost won. I will say, oh, I just almost knocked the mic over. I had to play a summer league game one time uh, where they they only had five guys, mm-hmm. and one of them got hurt. So we had to play five on four. It's difficult to adjust because like, you're, not, you're not used to playing like a 2-2 zone. It's like, like what do I do? Like it's, it's tough to play because you. Oh, you were on the side that had four. I was on the side that had five. It's tough to play against because oh, like because like, yeah, you just run like a collapsing box. I yeah, think and you don't know what to do. So like, if you can't shoot the ball, like if you just start going cold, because all they do is basically you just take away the paint. You know, if you have a perimeter shooter, you lock on them, and it, it, it if you can't make shots, it's difficult. And that's what happened in that Alabama game with Colin Sexton is, I, I forget who they're playing, but Was that Minnesota maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know. Oklahoma State. So okay. You guys moved on. It wasn't Caleb Boone. I, I know, know what you're talking about. about yeah. Good. All right. We're going to head a break. When um, we come back, I want to talk about uh, Stephen A. Smith really quickly. And then I know, I know what we can get into some other stuff as well as bracketology from Mounts. And we're going to break down tomorrow's scenarios for the Big 12 tournament. This is U92 The Moose. Sarah Bates. Sarah Bates. Two seconds on the second clock. She's got to throw one up. Hits the rim and she hits it. Sarah Bates from deep. U92 The Moose, home of West Virginia women's basketball right here on 91.7, with pregame, halftime, and postgame analysis of every Mountaineer home matchup. She gets a screen from Watson, now kicks it over in the well corner. It's open for Danny Nichols at the buzzer. She hits it. Danny Nichols, 56-48, West Virginia. Great ball movement there. What a play by the Mountaineers. Join the sports staff for all the coverage here on 91.7. Baseball season is back on U92. Catch every home game on 91.7 with coverage starting a half an hour before first pitch. you got to put the ball in play. 0-2. He does put the ball in play. There down the right field line. One run is in. Two runs are in. Abernathy being waved home. There is no throw at the plate. It's a double from Dane Leonard. A three-run double. With great non-conference series against the likes of Penn State, Xavier, Pitt, and Marshall, you do not want to miss this season. Smith ready, the one-two, swing and a miss again, 
Smith gets out of it. He inherits two runners and no outs and strands both of them at second and third. Join the sports staff as they cover the Mountaineers series for the Big 12 Conference this spring, right here on U92 with the Moose. That's the ball game. West Virginia takes down number 18, Texas in Morgantown. What's poppin', what's poppin', everybody? I'm Mike. I'm Brian. And this is Hoopin' with Mike and Brian, a sports podcast where we talk everything hoops, giving insight, giving our own opinion about the basketball world. Right? Yeah, we're out on all platforms, as we know. And along with that, make sure you subscribe to our socials. Uh, on YouTube, we are at Hoopin' with Mike and Brian. On Instagram, we're at 